0: Hello and welcome to the County Line Discussions of Party Politics from the Washoe County Republican Party. This is exciting for me.
1: It's exciting for me. This is exciting. I've been wanting to do a podcast on my own and I just never really, because I'm old school. and I never knew how to, yeah, you know, get it started. Where do I go? How do I do this? Yeah, I just, um, and I never knew how to do it because it's just got a lot of stories and a lot of things that are happening. A lot of things I've been thinking about, you know, um, <clears throat> the state of Nevada is at a crucial point. It's not like when I was a legislator. It's entirely different, and, and I've never seen it um, to the aspect that it is now. Thank you, sir. To the point that it is now, where the Dems control everything. They've got uh, all the federal seats except for one. They've got all the executive branches except for one. they got both chambers of uh, the Senate, and then um, they tend to lean a little to the left um at the Supreme Court. So we, we've we've got a real uphill battle going in front of us and um with a number of uh um obstacles that we have to overcome, you know, with yeah. the migration of those coming in from uh California mm-hmm. um, and carrying their <clears throat> brand of politics or
0: well and their baggage with them too from whatever broke for them in California it's causing them to leave. Right. Yeah.
1: And then um Term limits, setting in term limits, um, changes people's ambitions. Mm-hmm. So their motives, instead of doing what's good for the state and for the constituents, their <coughs> thought process always, what's the next step? How do I mm-hmm. get to the next position or the next place? Yeah. Before I term out, you know.
0: So. Wow. Yeah. And I can see how that would take focus off of the job as a whole. Cause it's like, if you know that you're only going to be in there for four years mm-hmm you're not going to take on a project that would take 10 years to execute, even if it's a good project.
1: Exactly. And then the issues get, um, the issues are, they get diluted Mm. um, because when I was a legislator, it it took um, a number of years, a number of sessions to get up to speed, not only with the issues, but the players, those are for, against, um, and then, maneuvering your way through the process itself, mm. just because you introduce a bill doesn't mean
0: <coughs> <laughs> you might not sits even on that steps and sings for a little yeah, while first. It's only a even, bill.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Maurice Washington. What a pleasure to have you on the County line today. It's my pleasure. Thank I'm you. already learning a ton. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So, uh, so, so tell me a little bit about
1: just. Let's start with hearing about you. Okay. Well, what can I say? I don't. You know, I'm what sixty five now, so I've been around for a while and I've seen a lot of things. Um, I also pastor a small church. Been doing that for about thirty, well, a little over thirty years now. Wow. Um, my kids are all grown. I have a couple of grandkids now, and uh, lovely. Kind of partial semi-retired, so I don't do a whole lot. I do. I have a small gig that I kind of work at, you know, just to kind of keep myself busy and yeah, kind of keep ends met. But um, yeah, outside of that, I haven't really engaged in politics for a while. I just kind of sat on the sideline and watched it. And, and as I'm watching it now, I'm thinking, you know, I need to engage. I need to get involved. I need to find a place where I can help and assist and, um, my motivations are entirely different now. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's um, intrinsic because there's certain principles that I mm. believe in and certain things I think are very important to the foundation of our freedom and, and what the state used to be like and what the state used to be under you know the Ragios and the Jodinis and sure. some of the uh, Kenny Gwen Kenny Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that we need to go revert back to that. Sure. Um, because things are changing, times are changing. Yeah,
0: it can be modern though. You can have a modern twist on an old thing right, that right, worked. Right. Sure.
1: Absolutely. And so, um, you know, one of the things i was telling Valerie out there is is that, you know, um outside of term limits, the state um is in a is in a crossroad, it's in a crosshair right now. We're it's at a critical po- uh, juncture, mm-hmm. um, and I've been watching, uh, like you, probably some of the bills and legislation that's coming out or coming forth. Um, mm-hmm. This is an unusual, unique session where you can't really go and personally sit down with your legislature right. and, and, and talk to them. Um, everything is uh, virtual, virtual. Yeah, Um, and virtual is it's fine. I understand this place, but you just don't get that. Doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah, you don't get that personal interaction. Yeah,
0: I'm a live concert guy, so I hate (laughs) all of this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too. Uh
1: And so the point being is, is that you know relationships take time, and you don't do them virtually. You gotta build Uh, rapport, and and I think that's what's missing because there's no rapport. I can introduce a piece of legislation that doesn't make a hill of beans, yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. No reason to do it. Yeah. And, and just do it and not worry about, you know, whether my constituents like it or whether there's a consequence no, We just it. turn
0: the public comment off. Yeah. That's what Devin Reitz does yeah, down there. Exactly, I don't mind saying his name. <laughs> exactly.
1: And so there's no interaction. So you don't know wh- what the cause and effects are. You don't know who it's going to impact. You, you know, you just, you just do it. Yeah, um, And then it changes the motivation, which we talked about.
0: Well, and you really hit on what I think is fundamentally the most important thing for people to understand. Even in your politics, the relationship is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. It's why Mark Amaday has a relationship with Nevada. Right. And he created the kind of relationship where, I mean, it's, it may sound corny, but the guy checks in with me on the radio and gives me 60 seconds of his time and right. thoughts every other week.
1: Well, relationships, everything. I, I could tell you this story. I got it full of stories. This is a neat story. Don't I love it. In, in regards to relationship, I was, uh, I think this was my second campaign and, um, I was canvassing, you know, the the district and knocking on doors face to face. Cause that's the one way you build good relationships too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knocked on this gentleman's door. Um, um, he looked at me. He says, I got a problem. He says, you're running for office. You're in office right now. I said, I am. He says, look, my son is getting out, and he needs a place to stay. But because of the state statutes and because of the regulations, he can't stay in my home as long as I have firearms. Huh. Firearms are locked up and secure, mm-hmm. so he'd have to have the combination or the key to get into them. Mm -hmm. but he has nowhere else to go, nowhere else. Can you help me? And so I made a few calls, and I talked to the director at that time and talked to his parole officer at that time, and we kind of worked out a situation where his son could come back and live with him in his home. Mm. And then when we concluded it, he said, listen, he says, I've called and called and called, and nobody else has actually taken the time to hear my concerns and what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. They've always just told me this is what you got to do. But you took the time. You worked with me. My son is in my house. I am a staunch Democrat. I'm a union man. Wow. I have voted Democrat uh, all my life since I was able to vote. He says, but this time... You can put a sign in my yard, and I'm voting for you. (laughs) All the way to the sign in the yard. Wow. (laughs) That's great. So relationships make a big difference. Oh, bingo. It gets past the Ds, the Rs, the independence. It gets to the heart of the person and their motivation and what they're doing You know, and so
0: that's true, because as long as people are choosing their vote and their politics on whatever they're choosing it on currently, you can't penetrate through that. They're just going to pick their reason, their issue. Most times they're not even going to hear or listen to issues that might affect them more. Right. Right. They just made their mind up on one thing. That's right. But you do things that touch a community personally. Right. whether it's totally individual like that one case right. or th- something that, you know, it's going to catch 500 people that are going to have a similar problem.
1: That's right. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And so, Wow.
0: What's, uh, what's out there at the legislature this year that's catching your eye?
1: Well, you know what? I think there is something that's very important that um, unless we get a handle on this and really, you know, I don't see any way we could actually kill it, but we're going to try I think um, this voter integrity, election integrity, is. Uh, I think it's the key issue right now. Absolutely. Um, I'm a staunch pro lifer. I'm. I'm, you know, before Trump train took out of the went out of the station i was on, i could tell you a story about that like, i got a lot of stories.
0: yeah i love it. <laughs> it's, it's great because i get the pleasure of sitting in here watching your thoughts get sparked one after another like that and it's really cool to watch so i'm all ears for the stories
1: so i was on the trump train before i took before i went out the station and i i was in san diego with my brother and his uh, girlfriend and my sisters and uh, you know the primary season was just taking off, and he says, "Well, and they're all Democrats, so you got to understand this." So I'm like, yeah. They were asking me, "You're a Republican. Who, who are you gonna? Who, who are you voting for? Who are you pulling for?" Yeah. I said, I'm pulling for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> were their minds just blown? Oh, but they were, oh, Wait a minute! Oh, yeah. A black Republican Trump voting for Trump? Trump what the? Heck? It, was, it was like Jesus was uh. coming. <laughs> Now, I had a funny, so
0: I love this. Okay, so I, I have a street food cart. Matter of fact, I just told this story. And one day, young man, probably 21 years old, 22, college age, he's got the kid and play hair oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah, to yeah. here. Yeah. And he's skateboarding by on his longboard and he stops at my food cart and he goes, Man, can I just talk to you? I am pissed off. Okay, <laughs> tell me. He goes, Well, tell me what's on your mind. He said, well, actually, it's super personal. It happened about 30 feet that way. I I was riding my skateboard past the federal courthouse building over there, and there's 50 people out front in an anti-Trump protest. And I'm skating by, and this woman screams from across the street, hey, (laughs) oh, my gosh, come over here and join our anti-Trump protest. (laughs) He said, do you think I'm anti-Trump because I'm black? You racist, bitch! <laughs> yeah, and he was I, mad as hell.
1: I, uh, I know what you're saying. I know what you. Hey, but here's the here's the catcher of the story because it's Please. in line with his. Yeah, and so I get this call, and they say, uh, "Hey, Senator, do you think maybe you could come down and do the invocation?" This is when he came up the first time, right over at the um at the Sparks Reno or the Reno Sparks Convention Center. And I said, um, "Sure, yeah, I can come do the invocation." I'd be happy to. And so all of a sudden I go down there, the lines are long and the place is packed and they usher me up to the front and, uh, or to the back. So you had to stand in the back and wait till your name was called, and you know, the whole nine yards. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had to go through all the security checks and whatever else. And then finally I get up to do the invocation. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the invocation and I complete the invocation. And then the guy that, um, oh, I don't know if he was an usher or what he was, he says, look, we saved you a seat. So what do you mean you saved me a seat? I can go back here and just you know, enjoy the speech. He says, no, 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 no. We want you to sit right here. Now right here, you gotta see this, is a wave of white." <laughs> you turn to the left, you turn to the right, you look up, you look down, everything was white. <laughs> And in the middle, said I. <laughs> so when you saw Trump, you saw me. <laughs> right in the middle. I love it. And
0: not because somebody fucking planted you there. It's because you want to be there. That's you right. were in there.
1: I was there. And you would not have believed it. I got a ton of phone calls. What are you doing? What the th? What is <laughs> <laughs> my phone blew up? <laughs> wow!
0: And now tell you knew? Did you know the implication of what it would mean? Oh to yeah. Sit yeah, I? It. Didn't, yeah, I didn't of care. Of course you knew.
1: Yeah,
0: I knew. What What do you say to people who who have a question about you
1: being black and also supporting Trump? Well, it's real simple, and I don't. I you know. Um, even in my church, we still go around and about. And I got a grandson. I'm trying to convince him. He thinks I'm off my rocker. Um, but um, my principles are pretty pretty simple. And I based them off of, uh, if you allow me to say this, I based them off the yeah. scriptures. Yeah, please. And um, um, the scriptures are pretty important to me because they set a foundation, mm-hmm. they give you a set of principles. And so what I actually did before I. Because I was a Democrat at way when I was really, really young. Sure, made yeah, me too. Made the transition um, based upon ideology and philosophy and based upon what those principles and values, how they lined up. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Sometimes you know. got to see the fullness of what that means, exactly. the whole maturity is necessary. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, with that said, um, you know, I, I'm a definitely supporter of life. Um, definitely a supporter of freedom of religion, mm-hmm. freedom of speech, mm-hmm. the Second uh, Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I um, embraced the Constitution, mm-hmm. um, um, even though some say, well, you know, you're a black man. You know, you heard what they did with the Dred Scott case. And I said, well, when you put it in the right context with history, you can understand <coughs> why they were in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that the founding fathers were gave a wink and a nod. They knew the seriousness mm. of of slavery. They knew that it was a blight on the country and it was a blight on the constitution. Mm. And even though their generation couldn't handle it because they had a different focus they were going through, you know, tyranny at that time and they needed to unite the colonies yeah. to be able to fight against the British. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, their focus wasn't really on but they knew it was there. And it then, was on self preservation. It's it, really rude, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And then, um, and then the fact. Now watch this point. Then the fact. Yeah. Here's what. And this is why, I strongly supported Trump, um, um, and because they didn't deal with it at, at, during that uh, during the 1700s, mm-hmm. it carried over into the 1800s. And then all of a sudden, a man that wasn't wasn't really against slavery, but was. Uh, principle enough to know that uh, people should keep the fruit of their labors, and that the nation needed somebody that could hold it together. And so, consequently, uh, Lincoln was yeah. elected. You know, and I believe in divine providence because I don't think anything just happens. Agreed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And anyway, the Civil War takes place. You know, um, uh, thousands and thousands of young men and some women um, perish because of because of this <coughs> Civil War over slavery but the abolitionists came out of the church it was the church that pushed it it was the church that pushed um the revolutionary war against the british it was the church that pushed it Mm. and so all of a sudden slavery had to be dealt with and it was dealt with through a war yeah and it took lincoln to kind of hold the union together with that said you know um he gave the emancipation proclamation now freedom to Um, the african-american was of a different sort it Mm -hmm. wasn't from the standpoint of being able to participate or being able to be um um, owners of land there was one priority that everything else extended from and that priority was is that they had the right to marry they could marry one another. Oh, yeah. And raise a family. Family,
0: <laughs> yeah, and actually participate in the way that this country's values are yeah. foundation. Wow.
1: The family, the prior to it, the family was ripped apart. so yeah. you had children.
0: Send them anywhere. Displace them.
1: Displace some. them. Somebody yeah. bought them or sold them or
0: some of the most evil depths of human right. uh, uh, violation. Yep. But wow. it was
1: they wanted to be able to marry. Yeah, that was the that. And then the rest of it came, you know, land and that was important. And so I guess that's a long way of saying, listen, I embrace freedom. And I, and I think um, at a very early age, I said to myself, listen, if the ship goes down and I'm at the bottom, who's going to drown first? I better get in this and try to keep things afloat and keep it going and give everybody an opportunity to rise to the top. So. I decided I'm not going to be a victim any longer. I'm going to take charge and make this thing happen. Wow. And then um, when Trump came along, it was like he was the right right man at the right time. You know, yeah. I, I had worked in McCain's campaign. I had worked in uh, Romney's campaign. And I understood that there was not a, a tremendous love affair. But when Trump came along, he spoke like I spoke. Mm. He thought like I thought. Yeah. He wanted to do what I needed. What yeah. I wanted done. He and was so,
0: definitely being more real with us. And right. unfortunately, we just got the glimpse of some of his negatives also, which Doesn't allowed matter. it to work against him. But yeah. I think Everybody was, has negatives.
1: Yeah. You know, and uh, you could tell a man by the by salt that he's worth by what he does. Mm. Does he do what he says he's going to do? Does yeah. he produce? If you tell me you're going to build a wall, let me see the wall. Yeah, right. If you tell me you're going to... You know, um, support religious freedoms. Then let me see it. Yeah, done. Yeah. Don't tell me. Let me, you know, and then so it was easy to support him. And even after watching um, the voter integrity, and I know we're not supposed to use the word buzzword fraud. It was fraud. It was rigged. Yeah. It was fraud. Um, it and was and you know, you're you're getting into something that's interesting
0: here for me, okay? Because I keep seeing the counter argument of like, oh, if you all think there's this big cabal and this. I don't think it has I don't think it has to be some big organized thing. Mm-hmm. You just need enough people who are convinced that what they're doing is for the greater good. When exactly. I started seeing people on the left, what, excuse me, saying stuff like, "Is that going to the what?" <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> when I saw them saying stuff like, "Well, if they were stealing it, I wouldn't really be that bothered because it's way more important to get Trump out. Right. I'm like, it's never more important to get your want met than to do the right thing. Right. It's never more important. Uh, So you're really touching on a a fascinating thing because it was like, I'm I'm seeing all these little stories where one lone vote counter had held back 40 cases of votes. Right, right, right. I mean, when you talk about a, a forty-four thousand vote swing for
1: that could have changed, <laughs> the, changed the outcome, the, right. one guy is all you need to create a conspiracy yeah, there. And there's too many anomalies that go, went on, which brings me back to the state of Nevada. We got to deal with this voter integrity. You know, you, you're talking about six, seven states that that turned this election. You know, um, and they all did it at the same hour, about three, four o'clock in the morning, and then you wake up and. You go to sleep, and all of a sudden you think he's going to win, and you wake up and you find out. In fact, I told my wife, I said, before we went to sleep or bed, I said, I can guarantee you in the morning Trump will have lost. You <laughs> know, lost yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, yeah. and Nevada. and Nevada. Nevada was already set up. I mean, it was, it was set up, um, um, and I use the word fail, set up to fail because of AB4 that passed during the special session, Tell me about AB4. <clears throat> AB4 was a bill that um, changed the election laws. Mm. Um, and, of course, we're probably pretty much like most states in our Constitution. The legislature are the only ones that can change the election procedures mm-hmm. um, based on Nevada state constitution and based on, based on the U.S. Constitution. And so because the Democrats did such a good job and obtaining both chambers of the House um, and the executive branch. And the lone voice that was any opposition to it, that held an office, was Barbara mm-hmm. Now I don't I don't want to get into the nuances why or what happened. Sure. But you could see the landscape taking place. Yeah. Introduce this bill. All of a sudden, we introduce um, mail-in balloting. Anybody yeah. could, um, um, same-day registration. Uh. Um, um, you denigrate the signature part of it you do away with uh voter id or verification yeah um you change the way um the protocols are for um chain of custody yep you change all that and you could see it in the making that no matter how good or how well um trump did in this state he was going to lose the state yeah um it was and i know laxall tried to fight it but it was too late. that's the after effect yeah, yeah, I think
0: you're right. This election really had almost like a gangs of New York feel. I don't yep. know if you remember the election oh, in yeah, that yeah, film yeah. where they're just I had a guy uh, it was another guy who came by my my street food cart one day and was telling me about living homelessly over at the shelter and that there was a fella down there involved with one of the programs that it, was giving him food right. to fill out their ballots for them and have them sign it. Right. And so the advent of what you're describing where you can have same day registration, right. mailing them in. Right. Anybody Ballot harvesting. could do this, the harvesting portion. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, people said the election was stolen. It, well, yeah, but it wasn't like the other side couldn't have stopped it because right. um, because you can see it happening as it moves its way through the legislature that they were literally shaping it right. to do this.
1: Right uh exactly and so i'm a little afraid now and i just heard that jason fryer who is the speaker um um, of the assembly um and jason and i could tell you a story about jason too but i'll go that one (laughs) but anyway um but just so so you know jason yeah just so you know i know (laughs) i know who you are i know where you come from (laughs) um but uh But uh, I heard last night he's going to introduce a bill to codify um, the election procedures because it was only on a temporary basis. So Uh. he wants to make it permanent. Wow. Which is a terrible, terrible thing for the state. Uh. Uh, And I don't see any way unless um, God intervenes how we can stop that piece of legislation, which will be bad for the state. So let's just say it does pass. Yeah. Where does that put us? It puts us right in the throes of saying, okay, we've got to do a Herculean effort to turn this around. That means we've got to take the state of Nevada back, yeah. which means all the rural counties yep. are currently red. Then only these two counties, Washoe and Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark is going to be the 800-pound gorilla in the room. No doubt. But Washoe can actually be turned yeah. if it's done right.
0: Washoe needs to maintain its roots of being purple. Washoe County, and it's specifically in Reno, these social pressures to be blue right. are really doing us in. Right, We're, we're electing some horrible people because right. we th- we're we being fooled into thinking they're our friends
1: in the community. Right. So so I, I, my little thought is, is that if you want to uh, change legislation or you want effective legislation, and we're talking about the old days, effective legislation that was good for the state, as opposed to party legislation, Mm. that's good for the party. Right. And your personal ambition, um, and what I mean by that, um, this election um, um, fraud, whatever you want to call it, uh, changes in our procedures didn't come from the bottom up. It came from the top down. Yeah. It came from the Democratic National Party down Down. to the state level.
0: Yep. And And those people who wanted to accept that plan did, And those people who didn't, didn't. And that's how you get sort of a mass fraudulent affair without directly committing fraud, which I believe in House of Cards they said as close (laughs) to treason as you can get without actually right his politics.
1: That's a good way of putting it. I wish I'd have thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And so I, I, you know, in conclusion, I would just say, It's time for the party to really engage, um, come up with a a bona fide strategy, how we can actually um, uh, reverse um, this blue wave that's in Washoe County. Mm -hmm. um, And after we're successful at doing that, um, at least implement in Clark County that we can hold hold them at bay. Yeah, Um, And then we can start winning. um, And I think at the local level, at the county level, we need to win Important seats like the school board, and county commissioners, right. and city councils, and Very much And at city the city attorneys. council
0: is a, such a big one for me these days yep. uh, because that's I think really where that culture starts to come in. Is that's they, exactly right. They create this social culture that you have to be like me in order to fit in. Otherwise, right. you're not even uh, a Renown anymore. It, exactly. It, it's kind of crazy to watch. I mean, it, it was wild to watch the 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 at large seat go from Bosnian to Reese. We knew the appointment was going to happen right. just like we knew before. Right. I'm scared to death they're going to try to appoint him to the mayor position and and, and let him run on that.
1: And, a, and that's a problem. And Bosnian, I know Bosnian. Him and I used to go around because, you know, he's real short. Yeah. Know? He's got that radio <laughs> voice. And I'm like, Bosnian, man, you need to get out of my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I went to uh, one time. This is a size. I'll probably end up cutting this out, but – this whole <laughs> this whole thing so I dude, I loathe Devin Reese, uh, just loathe as oh, a person really? as a candidate Re- yeah and I learned so much about him fifteen years ago, right. That I know are the fundamentals yeah. and the foundations of how people are. Right. Rather than this is something that will change over time.
1: Right. It didn't change. Did it, it didn't change. You didn't come from
0: good stock, though. I know thing. your mom. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> she is a much better people than I am. I will admit yeah. it on air. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly the kind of people we don't want. That's exactly Making the right. decisions for us.
1: And I know Devin a little bit. I don't know much of him, but I've, I've watched them because I've kind of been standing on the peripheral not really yeah. ain't deeply involved but um when he was appointed I kind of watched the appointment um from afar back because I had a couple of friends that were trying to get, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. get selected on that seat as well but there, with that, there was some
0: good ones on there yeah there were some good ones yeah um, uh, one of one of my uh pastors well he's a bishop actually Over at Livingstones was on. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: fact same one. Oh, Nathan Dupree. Nathan Dupree. Good man. Pastor Dupree. Good man. I said Nathan. I said, and I was pulling for Nathan. I said Nathan, look, uh, you didn't get it this time, but you ought to really consider uh, maybe running. You know. Yeah. Um, I need to get him to switch parties though. But (laughs) (laughs) did you hear that, (laughs) 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 But he's really a good man. Yeah, and he has a community at heart. He's a man I feel that all truth would uh yeah. would gu- would guide he him. would seek the truth he would um embrace the truth um and um he would make sure that um that um the truth had the light of day yeah for whomever it might be
0: devin on the other hand, you call when you need a dirty job done yeah i mean, yeah I so think I'll, he's in there over term limits, yeah, so yeah that's yeah, what i think yeah, yeah. he is yeah. so anyway i, I so <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we could go on and on and on. I know. So
0: It's all getting deleted anyway. Because yeah. it's, it's so much bigger for me now. It's like.
1: Now, who ran against him? Um, Eddie Larkin. Eddie Larkin. I know Eddie, too. Yeah. And see, there's something about running. And this is, this is why I think the strategy for the Washoe County Republican Party is important. Uh-huh. And I went to the last meeting, and I was very, very impressed of what they're trying to do now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a three-pronged strategy that's real simple. One, you got to become an activist or an organizer, grassroots mm-hmm. organizer. Yep. You got to find those voters that voted for Trump. You got to find those that didn't vote that are Republicans. You got to find those that may feel like they're dis- disenfranchised. You got to find those independents that voted for Trump or stood on the sidelines. You got to engage them, yeah. answer their concerns and their questions, find the leaders in there, the influencers, hold house parties. Or clutches, they can bring their friends in and build the precincts up. Mm-hmm. And then out of the precincts, you find leaders, you find candidates. And so I think candidate recruitment, I know the party has a tendency to say that they're not involved in primaries. I think that needs to change. I think the party. Needs to be involved in primaries now. If you got two good candidates, sure. then you stay out of it. But yeah, you, right. But you vet the candidates. You vet them. You see where they're at. Mm-hmm. See where they stand on the Constitution. See where they stand on the First and Second Amendment. See where they stand on, on, um, you know, on, on issues that are important to the To party. Nevada
0: especially, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And if they, if they, wh- who you want, and there's somebody else that runs against them, yeah, endorse them. Yeah, mm-hmm. endorse them. Absolutely. And then I think the third, so you find candidates. And I think the third thing to this whole thing is because now you got the volunteers, you got the workers, you got good candidates funding. Funding. Money, money, money. Makes the Your world mom go around, will tell baby. tell you, politi- <laughs> the mother's milk to politics is money. <laughs> That's right. But here's what I see in the fundraising effort, and I, there's multiple aspects to it. Um, of course, you go after rich donors, but then, then you lose. Uh, I think you know, the auth- authenticity and the integrity of the party, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't shut them out. Sure. I, I think you know you still want to include them, but I think there's a group out there that needs some sort of representation mm-hmm. that is sitting on the wings, and I mm-hmm. think those are the small to medium businesses. I agree. The mom and sh- mom and pop shop owners. Yeah, they don't have the thousands and thousands of dollars, but you could get 100, 200, 500. Yep. Mm-hmm. You build a nice chest and then you support the, the your candidates of selection mm-hmm. um, with uh, volunteers uh, helping you door to door, send out mailers, et cetera, et cetera. You have a great um, um, social media going on. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, these small businesses that support. And provide funds to d- to do the necessary things. Yep. Then you win local elections. Yeah. Ultimately, you win state elections, mm-hmm. and then you go to the federal elections. Yeah. Because yeah, you got your candidates. You Imagine
0: know? building a house on a foundation.
1: Yeah. And it's all based built on principles. So I'm I'm impressed with what um, um, the current chair is doing. Yeah. Um, some things that I were pretty excited about. It seems like he's getting a grasp on it. Well, Mm -hmm.
0: and even right down to this, this very podcast, I thank them every time that I do one of these uh, interviews because what they really gave me a chance to do is is I'm an independent. So to come in here from an independent standpoint and do an independent interview with Republican peoples, I think that so many people want to understand the Republican mentality because it's Somewhat demonized by the right, other side, right uh, that, that those people who are still making up forty percent of the middle uh, they they really want to know like is this whole thing about racism and misogyny this Trump train? and then a guy sits with you and he's a person of color and he's like,
1: Trump all the way, baby yes, <laughs> right. like, what the, listen, I'm very
0: confused
1: right now listen I, 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 you know I have another friend in fact, it's Nathan's uh, his cousin and, and we go back and forth. You know, and I was trying to convince him to vote for Trump. And I said, I said, uh, um, I said, you need to look and consider some things. I mean, first of all, Trump goes into office. HBCs, which are historically black colleges, year after year had to go to the president for continuing funding. Mm -hmm. President Trump was the only one that made it long term. So for ten years, they don't have to go back president trump did that wow you know what i'm saying and then i said you need to look at the fact that unemployment that uh, african-american unemployment was going down and their wages were going up yeah and not only that youth unemployment among african-americans you want to end gang violence you want to end all this stuff get them educated get them employed and get them involved in their families yeah and it, changes and he was he was pushing all that and I said and there's other things that that the African American community the black community um, pastors and preachers and church affiliations they were benefiting from his policies and I'm saying how in the world can you call a man a racist if he was a true, die heart racist? Yeah. Do you think he would do this? Yeah. I said, but I could tell you who's a racist. Mm. and I'm going to say this, and I hope you don't cut this out. I won't cut it out. And I say, Mr. Biden is a racist. Yeah. And I tell you why he's a racist. Tell me. Anybody that can hang around and associate and be mentored by Senator Byrd, who is a known wizard in the Ku Klux Klan, oh. and power with him and then speak of, uh, you know, that is memorial service, speak well of him. Oh, wow. And then. And then introduce a bill, crime reform, yeah, yeah, that on. actually locked up young black Americans, youth, males, wow. put them behind bars for no-nonsense crime and saying that you know we've taken predators off the street. Wow. Um, you don't tell me that's not racist. And then yeah. you've got nerve enough during your campaign to tell me as a black man yeah. that if I don't vote for you, then I'm not black. Uh, You've never been black in all your life and you're uh, gonna tell me I'm not black, I'll never vote for you. Oh my god. And then tell me how how we need a camera on you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I just Wow man. I said, I'll never vote for you. And yeah. then then, you know, to say that uh, you know, that uh African Americans and Hispanics, you know, they don't even know how to get on the internet. You don't tell. You can't put like you said. What's in you is going to come out. Yeah, and if yeah. it's in you, it'll come out. It'll yeah, come that's to true. the light of day. Oh, yeah. And you want to call somebody racist? You put Trump against uh, next to Biden, and for my money, I'm going with Trump every time. Wow, that's unreal. I, I think that everything
0: you're saying is profound. For me. I was just raised in a different way. In fact, my dad said to me once, uh, you should specifically listen to black men because they got to work hard enough to be heard anyway. Right. That stuck with me for a long time. And, and so I, I was sort of raised in an environment like that where I just didn't really question my own. And I, I like the age we're in where we, we get a little right. hyper uh, right. sensitive to it. Because I think that really looking at the micro right. level of yourself, right. there's a whole word for that that's just run away from
1: my head. Yeah, I understand. Uh, so Microaggression, no, that idiot. That's part of it, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, those microaggressions, just micro behaviors.
1: Yeah, my daughter called me that once.
0: Oh. Microaggression. Oh, my dogs call the... me all the. What the heck is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know what a sis was until my kids started telling But that's just it; is it's like I never had to question this, and so now as this environment, this air has come up, I'll send messages. To, so, so here's a here's a good example. Right. I got a friend named Freddie, and he made a Facebook post encouraging people to know the difference between trumpsters and republicans because now there, there is a there has been a difference created yep. and Freddie is black as well and this fella comes on and no there's not there's no difference it's all the same and he starts arguing it's trolling him right and at some point along the way he said something like i don't know i'm just another cracker haha ha, just kidding i had to so I wrote to Freddie on the side, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> that pissed me off. <laughs> I don't think he had to at all. Right, right, right. That's not a have-to situation. Right. And I'm asking him, how do you – are you not mad at this? And I'm pissed off about right, it, right. and I'm feeling it. just this pressure from right, the internet. Right? Right. He said, well, listen, I know the dude's a kook, so I just leave him at being a kook. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's very yeah, yeah. profound, too. That's right. Know? Why engage him if you – yeah, you know. If you get down in the slough or the pig pen with the pigs, you'll end up smelling and looking like the pigs. That's
0: true, man. But it's like (laughs) at the same time, I am watching the left side of the spectrum start to become too comfortable in just assuming fellowship with minorities in general. It's kind of a bizarre phenomenon that that guy, because he's like, super left, feels comfortable cracking race jokes with a man he's never actually met in person who refers to him as a kook.
1: Right, that's (laughs) true, that's true. So the culture that's created for me is very uncomfortable. Um, I come out of the year, um, I wasn't, I was born in the 50s, but I I was still a kid. So the civil rights movement was still kind of at its height. Um, And then as I grew up, I came through, the woodstock era the mm. the mm-hmm. you know um, <laughs> the the black panther yeah, era yeah, and, all, yeah, sure. and all that other stuff you know and so so i got you know the Muhammad ali era so i i got to see all that coming up to this point yeah. and so when i look at um, organizations like black lives matter uh-huh. i say to myself you're fighting for something that doesn't exist oh. you 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 you're proclaiming something that that has been dealt with Now, it's taken us a long time, you know, a hundred year span from the emancipation to the actual civil rights movement and getting LBJ to sign it. Yeah. um, And then um, from then to
0: now. From
1: then to now. And, And there's been, you know, adjustments. But you could see that the walls of racism and the walls of being, you know, ethnicities, those walls were starting to disintegrate. Come down, yeah. And the reason why is because people were becoming successful, even in the 50s. Um, and, and the black community was becoming successful mm-hmm. in economics. Yeah. In owning their own businesses. That entrepreneurs family thing family finally thing. setting in. Mm-hmm. And so they were, there was an upward mobility. That disintegrated when um, when the New Deal came in. So they needed voters. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they changed um, a lot of African Americans from um, Republican to Democrat because they needed jobs. Oh, uh. <laughs>
0: they needed jobs they needed to go to work yeah. and so
1: they switched a, a whole lot, whole slew of them switched um, and then all of a sudden LBJ comes in a war on poverty yeah. so it introduces um, um, the welfare state the welfare state was a boondoggle the reason why is because it keeps you dependent upon the government yeah. that's why they want open borders yep. as long as you're dependent on the government for your for your uh, subsistence or staying alive, you're going to feed off the trough. You're going to continue to vote for them. Bingo. And so, and so, um, my feeling is as far as the black lives matters is is concerned, their motive was entirely not, um, to deal with, with any racial, what you would call injustice. Um, I think there's a, there, if you really want to deal with, deal with how to, Ascertaining how to handle the law enforcement. First of all, you got to respect them. Yeah. They're men and women just like you. They have families just like you. They get up every morning just like you. They got to take care of their business just like you do. Wow. And so you got to respect them for being the authority that's been assigned to them. And those that are in that authority have to respect the authority that they've been given. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That they're servants of the public.
0: It's not about how we feel. Not about how you feel. It's
1: about respect. And when I was coming up as a kid, my parents taught me, listen, you respect the police. Mm. You respect them Mm -hmm. because they have the authority.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, I think that we need to have, um, some seminars that are put on by law enforcement in right. local areas. Regular recurring seminars that discuss how police engage right. individuals. I agree. Because then when you find yourself, if you should ever find yourself engaging a police officer, traffic stop or otherwise You know exactly why he's asking for what he's asking for. Right. You know when to respond, how to respond. You know, I I sat in court one time and I had to ask a judge, do you want me to respond here? Because I didn't know. And very quickly, the lawyer and everybody around me was like, oh, but I think that people have to know what these engagements look and feel like. Right. And that is going to begin. Relieving some of the pressure, it's sure. in the air that sure. I talk about. It's like just understanding why you're being pulled over, or right. why
1: you're pulling someone over, right. and all of and that. And then the officer has to understand too. Hmm. You know, there are some cultural, society, social norms that kind of have embedded themselves and have come up through generations. Mm-hmm. So I think there has, and I'm not talking about diversity training. I'm just t- saying, just understand people. People, yeah, just understand with the public. Yeah.
0: Everything's gonna be different. Yep. Yeah. Wow, Maurice Washington! It was an absolute pleasure it to was have my you pleasure. in here. I saw your mom. Wow, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I but think you took her parking space. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling yeah. them a story. <laughs> uh,
0: it was so good to have you in yeah. here. What a what a great guy you are, man! Well, I, I would, my pleasure. I hope that this state finds its way back into the hands of people just like you. Well,
1: you know, I'm going to see what I can't do to help. I love that. I'm not trying to be in I just want to try to get our state back to where, you know. Because it matters. It matters. It really matters.
0: To make contact with the Washoe County Republican Party or the county line, please call 775-827-1900 or visit www.washoegop.org.